Welcome to the Pixels and Ink podcast. This is the show where we bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using multi-channel marketing to dramatically boost your leads and sales. From the top sales and marketing minds across agencies, print service providers, and enterprise marketers, you'll hear what's working and not working, so you can be on the cutting edge without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, here are your hosts, Mackenzie Farshid and Dave Rosendahl. Oh yeah, it's great to be back. Hey, Mackenzie. Hey. I see you laughing over there already. Men uh, and women, it is so good to hear your... Uh, I don't hear your voice for you to hear my voice, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be back with you all. Um, this is Dave Rosendahl and Mackenzie Farshid here at Pixels and Ink. And uh, yeah, we've been away for a little while. What have we been doing, Mac? Man, we've been busy. We've been grinding. We've been coming up with some of the solutions to some challenges that we've experienced in which we're going to actually present to you and actually show you how to employ. Yeah, we're really excited today because we're kicking off a new series here that's going to comprise uh, maybe five or six episodes, right? Where we're going to bring you this, uh, how, do, how do I say it? Like this really weird kind of odd way that we have found to... I think it's novel because it's something novel? new. Okay, it's, yeah. It's something brand new. It's different. Yeah, a, a, a different way of generating leads that allows you to do it without even having to have your own content, which I know sounds really strange, but we're going to break that down for you. and We're going to help you understand that process and kind of also clue you in as to why we've been silent over the past couple of months. Yeah. So where have we been? Well, that's a good question. We've been we've been working, right, as you said. And, and one of the things we've been doing is, is uncovering how to give folks the ability to use this incredible process that we've used for ourselves in a way that makes it much, much easier for them to generate consistent lead flow. And so really, that's what we've been working a lot um, on over the past couple of months. And, and that's the point of this, this new series that we're kicking off here. We want to show you that using these techniques, using this strategy, you can create consistent lead flow. So you can grow your leads, grow your sales um, in a way that is much easier and much more predictable and much less costly than maybe what you've been doing otherwise. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And you know, we talk about leads a lot here and we say like, oh, leads this, leads that. But at the end of the day, no matter what type of business you are, no matter what you're doing, there's the bottom line is that you need to grow, right? You need to be able to pay your bills. You need to put food on the table for you, your employees. You need to be able to grow your companies. Mm -hmm. And so something that we've noticed is that over the years, things that worked before don't work anymore. So true. And and, you know, the, the industry evolved markets change things that's the only constant is change right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so as we started feeling these different changes and seeing different changes you know we we started to adapt to it and figure out ways that we can consistently generate leads consistently market our own business so that we don't have to rely on things that worked in the past which may not work anymore yeah and and you so that's good segue into the second thing we're trying to communicate here which is that there's some new things that you need to be aware of as marketers as salespeople, as business owners there are new models Modern technologies, which you're going to likely want to write down, but we're going to put those in the show notes for you. There's new technologies. There's new modern ways of driving engagement, of getting appointments, of filling your sales pipeline. And you know what? The best part is that that most of them are either free or like less than a hundred bucks. Okay. And so we want to turn you on to those things and tell you how they fit into this weird process. And then also very importantly, we want to give you the ability to actually take next steps here and, and put do this, it. Yeah. And do it and put it into practice. So we're 
preparing a web class, a training, where you can actually see this process broken down. Um, some of some people are visual, right? Some people are auditory, some people are both. Um, but that's going to be a very visual process where we're going to actually walk you through what we're talking about today in, in more of a web class webinar training format. And where can people sign up for that? Yeah, so everyone can head over to leadgenmachineforprinters.com, leadgenmachineforprinters.com. And actually, that brings up a really important point, yep. which, which I really want to address it. here. Hit and it, baby. <laughs> so over the next uh, few episodes in this series, we are going to be speaking and coaching in the context of printers. So we're going to be talking as if you are a printer. And maybe you are, and hopefully you are, and this is really beneficial. But if you are not, it does not matter. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, we are MindFire. We are a marketing technology company. We are not printers at all. And these are things that we employ here that tons of other organizations employ that we've coached that are not printers. So yes, we are going to be talking about printers. The examples we use are going to be for printers. This web class is specifically to show printers how to do these things to sell more print. But if you're not, it doesn't matter. So make sure to stick around, still jot notes, still take these actions and apply them to your business. No excuses if you're not a printer. Yep, yep, yep. If you're a printer, you're just, you're a little lucky. Yeah. (laughs) So so with that, Mac, why don't we jump in, all right? Let's do it. And and let's start to like peel the layers back here, set the foundation for what we're going to do over the next few episodes. So first off, Mackenzie, one of the questions that, believe it or not, it, it surprises us, but it's a good reminder one of the questions we still get is, well, Dave McKinsey, what's a campaign? What's mm-hmm. a marketing campaign? And, and and why do I need to mar- market myself with one, right? Yep. And so the, the way you should be looking at that is, is just sit there for a moment if you're driving or if you're on your bike or you're walking or you're feeding the kids, whatever you're doing, and tell us if any one of these resonate with you. Have you ever thought these or have you ever heard your team say something like, um, our, our prospects and our clients, they're just so busy. They don't like, they don't call us back anymore, right? They kind of stop calling our sales reps back. Have yep. you ever felt that? You ever yep. heard that, right? Mm-hmm. That's a symptom of the, of the world having changed and why you need these new kinds of marketing campaigns, okay? Or have you ever felt like, you know, Dave and McKenzie, um, our clients seem to have uh, amnesia, let's call it, right? They, they completely forget what we can offer them. They don't know that we can do X, Y, Z, even though we tell them we can do it. Um, and I hate finding out that they've gone down the street, they've gone around the corner, they've gone to a competitor and they've bought that same service when we could have provided it to them. Yep. Doesn't that drive you nuts? Annoying. Um, And specifically for those of you who are printers, but even if you're not, if your customers have stopped viewing you as innovators, as thought leaders, as bringing new ideas to the table, as bringing value to the table, then that is another symptom of this problem. Do any of these resonate with you, listener? Yeah, absolutely. Or right? you know what? Your salespeople, you, if you're, let's just say you're a business owner or in sales leadership, you feel like, or you see your salespeople waiting by the phone, yep. hoping that prospects or clients are going to come or take Did orders. Did you look at my notes? You see this picture right here? Yeah. Yeah, so I, ha- <laughs> I have this little picture in front of me to kind of key me into this part of the process. But yeah, you're exactly right. Talk about that. Yeah, so you know, maybe back in the day, maybe if you're a mom and pop, or even if you've got tons of employees, you're a huge organization, you had a book of business, let's just say you had Mm -hmm. clients that always came to you for, I don't know, promotional items or whatever it is. And you relied on those people coming back to you each, you know, month after month or year after year. And you've noticed that, shoot, those people aren't calling us anymore. And you know what? You start to think, well, did I do something wrong? You know, but the bottom line is that no, the industry has changed. There are more competitors out there. And so you've got to do something. You cannot rely on things that worked before and hope that they're going to work today. You have to take it into your own hands. You have to, you know, drive your own results. So we're going to teach you how to do that. And I think many of you who are listening, you probably know this, right? Mm -hmm. But there's usually something that's holding you back 
from actually changing. Okay. And we're going to try to help you. We're not your therapist. I was we're not your just counselor. Say, right? so now Lay down on my couch <laughs> and let's talk about it. No. We're not doing that crap. No, no, no. I, I shouldn't say that. Therapy is good. Yeah, it served me well, it is. <laughs> right? But we're not ta- we're not talking about that touchy feely stuff. But we're talking about you may have some preconceived notions, some notions about the way the world works that we humbly argue are just wrong, mm-hmm. and you're looking at things in the wrong way. And mm-hmm. we're going to try to shed some light on those things, okay? And, and 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 we can talk to you about this because we at Mindfire had the same exact problem, okay? When we started transitioning from the old way of doing stuff, the old way of doing things, to these new weird content strategies we also were had some discomfort okay it wasn't necessarily easy but what we want to walk you through in this podcast series is exactly what we did and how you can do the same thing and of course if you are a visual person like me like dave said you can always head over to leadgenmachineforprinters.com to watch it i know that Perfect. for me i love to listen to stuff but then yeah. i need to actually watch someone do it so mm-hmm. if you're like me head over there yep so whether you sell wide format, sell direct mail, you sell postcards, you have web to print, um, regardless of whether you have Indigo, Canon, you know, Heidelberg, whatever kind of machinery you have, whatever it is that you're doing from a print perspective, or even if you're not a print company, okay, we all need to drive awareness within our customer base and future customer base so we can generate leads, appointments, and sales, okay? And in order to do that, you need this new way of consistent marketing to these people, these unique ways to address this problem that we're talking about. Now, there might be some of you here who are saying, I don't need leads. I don't need sales. I'm all good. In what case, what should they do, Mackenzie? Call me. (laughs) Tell (laughs) me. Tell us what you're doing, right? But I'm kind of joking, but also kind of serious. If you don't think you need leads, you don't need sales, and this isn't for you. But for the rest of us who want to grow our companies, who want to grow our sales, want to grow our book of business, this is for you. Yep. All right. And so with that, Let's talk about how we kind of stumbled upon, uncovered, discovered, if you will, this process, all right? Yeah, it was really a journey to get to where we are. And so I think it makes sense. It'll help you understand why we're doing it and what we're doing. If we start to start from the beginning, if you can, Dave, and, yeah, and, sure. and walk people through this. Yeah, so so going back, let's rewind about two and a half years ago, okay? We were in a spot like, you know what? Maybe you can link up to this little picture that we have here, Mackenzie. Uh, we have a little picture of this guy who's like woefully like waiting by his phone, Please. right? Looks so sad. Please <laughs> phone ring. Ring, 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 ring but it's not ringing, right? And so we were hearing the same sorts of things from our sales and marketing teams that leads and sales were virtually drying up, okay? We were like this person here, okay? And it's, it's I, I'm, I'm glad you asked me to share this, Mackenzie, but I have to be honest, it's a little um, embarrassing and it makes me a little nervous to share this and be vulnerable with, with everyone. But if I, if I think back to where we were, it was like all of a sudden we were in this position where, like we've said, what used to work just didn't work anymore. And when that starts to happen, it leaves one feeling very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We were kind of in this state of red alert and things were very stressful for me, for my business partner, who you happen to know well as well, and, and the other executives in the company. It wasn't something that was, um, it wasn't fun, okay? Because suddenly we were in a spot where we were, we were pretty desperate to find a way to create new steady streams of leads to be able to support our sales teams, our families, our businesses, uh, the businesses that we serve. And uh, we need to be able to create this in a predictable way, right? And so I'm guessing that for some of you, this resonates. If you're sitting there in the car nodding your head or on your bike nodding your head, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. And Mackenzie, you and I talk a lot about this period because we sometimes call it the Sahara Desert, right? It was just dry. We didn't have... Uh, we didn't have the lead flow. The, the living water wasn't flowing of, of, of leads. And so our sales team was complaining. People were pointing figures at one another. It felt hard. It, it, it was hard. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe men, maybe women, you can relate to this. And, you know, as, as I think back to this period, again, this is going back, let's see, 
Well, I think it was going, actually like three, 2015. Maybe, I don't know, because look, you see this picture here? Yeah. Maybe you can link this up in the show notes too. I have this picture and it, it's serves, pretty sweet. A, it serves as a reminder to me. Let me describe to you what I, what I can see here in this picture. I see me, my wife, and um, our two girls. And who's that on the right-hand side? Minnie Mac? Mouse. Minnie Mouse. Yeah, I don't actually know who that is. <laughs> I'm, I'm deprived. So I guess it's Minnie Mouse. We were taking my daughter, the two-year-old that you see here in this picture, to Disneyland for her birthday, right? And if you look at me here in the picture, you can see that I am what? I'm smiling, smiling, right? Yeah, because I could hear my kids having a good time. I could hear my wife engage with the kids. Um, but honestly, if I'm honest and vulnerable again, Mackenzie, this is between you and me and the listener, okay? Inside, I was torn up. And I, I actually, I remember talking to you during this period too, texting you and, and being worried because, again, what we, we didn't do yeah, what was going to happen. Yeah, and I remember getting these um, physical pains in my stomach, this weight on my shoulders, this weight on my chest. Uh, I felt like I might have a heart attack, even though uh, I guess you don't feel something in your stomach when you have a heart attack. I'm not a doctor, so don't quote me on that. But I don't know. It just it just felt awful because of this huge pressure that I had on me because of the uncertainty stemming from our lead flow and our ability to create sales. Men and women, do you know that feeling? Have you felt that before? If you have been in my shoes, in our shoes, and you know that feeling, then you know that this this causes pain. You can be on the outside happy and, and, and seemingly present with your friends and family on the inside ruminating over this business problem. Yeah, or even, you know, for me, it was staying up at night, laying in bed yeah, thinking, you know, right. you want to go to bed, but you're worried, like, what's going to happen? How Where are we, we going to get leads? This? What are we going to do? Yep. So what we did with this, and, and I've kind of found in my life that when I have situations like this, I can either take the pain and stuff it away and then end up paying my therapist because I need to talk to him or her for years about it, or... I can use that to compel me, compel us forward. And thankfully, I chose the latter, which was to use this to move us forward. And so, again, the reason why I'm telling you this is because this is what brought us to the discovery, okay, right. the discovery that we made. So in order to make that discovery, we started on this path of experimentation. I started experimenting. We started experimenting with anything and everything that we could do to revitalize our lead flow. And you, you know me because we've been together long enough here. You know that I'm a geek, right? I'm a true nerd. Mm -hmm. You can say yes. It's mm -hmm. okay. Don't worry. <laughs> you like it. I do. I like it. And I own it. I own my nerddom. But I I'm, used a, I'm a geek in training. A gerkdom? <laughs> I'm a geek in training. <laughs> geek in training. And, and, you know, we use that to our advantage here at Mindfire. That's what, we, that's what we do. And what we were able to do is to turn this knowledge into new ways of driving traffic and generating leads that previously we were, we were not tapping into. And over the course of a few months, this did not happen day one, nope. but over the course of a few months with consistent effort, we suddenly, and really to everyone's surprise, we found that we had more leads than we could handle, right? Now, certainly not all of those leads were great. Let's talk about our buddy. I'm, I'm springing this on you here, but you know who I'm about to bring up. Big, Big Reese Farrow. Farrow. This is our man, Big yeah. Reese Farrow. Talk, talk to us about him a little so, bit. So I always think about Big Reese Farrow as a, as a pivotal point in Mindfire because what was happening, you have to remember, we went from the Sahara, so our leads were completely dry. And then we got to a point using some new tactics where we're generating hundreds of leads. I'm talking, it's raining leads. So Sahara to raining leads. And we were at this point trying so many different things. We were doing, you know, social ads and emails and campaign, all these different channels. We were basically doing anything we can. And at that point we were sort of throwing everything against the wall and hoping some sticks. And one day we got an inbound lead, um, from a dude named big Reese Farrell. I'll never forget this guy. And the picture that showed up, it was him. <laughs> he was literally smoking pot and we were doing yep. a promotion for a trade show at that time for, yep. I think it was like graph expo or or something, a print trade nothing show. Nothing to do with pot. Nothing to do. Yeah, nothing I mean, to do not, with pot. not directly with pot. At yeah. Least. yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, this guy literally calls us. I was the one who picked up the phone. So 
I remember this. And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm Big Reese Farrell. Hey, I'm Big Reese Farrell. <laughs> yeah, more like that. No, yeah. Not as energetic as me. Yeah. And he's like, so, so what is this Graph Expo? Should I be going? And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> we did something horribly wrong in our marketing. But anyways, the, the point of the matter is, is that at some point in this process, we were using some tactics to generate a crap ton of leads. Some of them at the point weren't good quality. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about how to actually get the quality because you have to be putting something valuable in front of people. So yep. the, this sort of naturally segues there. But anyways, Big Reese Farrell, I'll never forget yeah, you, man. He's, he's a big part of our story. So men and women, if you're wondering, you know, so, okay, guys, you said you're raining leads, right? Mac, you went from Sahara, Sahara Desert to just, you know, flowing in leads. What is it that worked for you? Let me, let me tell you what we found worked for us, okay? And specifically what that is, if I have to, like, um, if I have to name it, it's content marketing, okay? Meaning using high-value content uh, di in different forms, like in emails, in downloadable information, in eBooks, in podcasts like the one you're listening to here, in videos, and leveraging those to create meaningful touch points, meaningful engagements with your customers and future customers, okay? And more specifically, what we found is that when we use this as part of a multi-touch sequence, like this elaborate marketing campaign, the, re the result was that we would have more leads and consequently more sales, yep. right? And so that is what we found really worked well. And so um, th the content itself was important, but also almost equally important was a consistent... Um, slathering, if you will. Is that even a word? I, I'm, I'm trying to say like... Like marinate. Marinating. Yeah, that's better. Slathering. <laughs> kind of sound, I don't know, it sounds word. like ribs or something. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Ribs? Forget slathering. Anyways, but yeah, marinating. Marinating is better. Yeah, marinating your audience, marinating our audience in this content, this good content in a, on a regular basis. And we found that was essential for engagement for leads, appointments, and, and ultimately sales. Now, can you imagine if you did this for your organization, if you had all of this great content and you found a way to somewhat in an automated fashion, get it up and running so that your people are constantly, as you said, Mackenzie, marinating in this high value information. That's where, that's where we ended up. But suddenly, I wish I had some dramatic music dun, here. Dun, dun. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get it in editing here. <laughs> suddenly we ran into this problem. And the problem was that it is incredibly difficult. Like, like, it's even hard to describe how difficult it is and expensive and time consuming to create high quality content. Mm -hmm. It really is to do stuff like webinars, to do stuff like these podcasts that we're on right now. Um, th that is not easy. So what, what we tried to do is say, all right, is there a way that we can create high value content without having to put all of that work into it? And that's actually why this podcast came around, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, interestingly enough, we just talked about in the beginning that we had this long another Sahara, a period where we weren't providing you podcasts. And, you know, now I, I never thought about this before, but now that we're talking about it. Okay. What, are you so, having a moment? I'm having a moment. So okay. prior to this, right, let's say in 2015, we figured out, okay, or 2016, content marketing is what's going to help us generate leads, right? And we went out and did a bunch of it. Mm -hmm. We were writing new case studies, writing new eBooks, marketing across all these channels, doing the podcast, doing the webinar. But as Dave said, it took time. And so we came to a point where we realized this is not scalable. We cannot continue to write these eBooks, write these one pages, write these podcasts, produce, you know, do all these things. And we said, okay, we know that content marketing works. We know we want to do it. Yet the way that we're doing it 
isn't working. Yep. If I mean, yeah, it is working actually, If but it's not feasible. It's we can't hard. continue it's to do it. It's too hard. time yep. consuming. So we basically had to revamp our process and we said, hey, if we're doing it in a, we're doing the same thing over and over. How can we systematize this? How can we come up with an approach that's going to allow us to do everything we did mm-hmm not taking as much time, mm-hmm. not spending all the time writing, not doing all the, the, the manual work basically. Yep. 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 So that, that was part of the hiatus. You know, yeah, we, it was. we came to a point where we can't continue to do it yeah. like we're doing it. Yeah. I mean, we, like you said, we, we, we tried with this uh, podcast, which is, we get fantastic reviews and, and people love the podcast. We tried creating videos. Uh, many of you have seen some of the videos and, and in fact, we still do this stuff, right? So we're not saying we don't do it anymore, but at the end of the day, what we found um, is that, that the reality is that well-written high value informative content always works okay um actually mckenzie this piece that i'm holding here in front mm-hmm. of me could we let's link up to this this is an ebook that we created called um you know th- the way three ways that facebook and direct mail can work together to create more leads okay yeah. some of you have seen this if not mckenzie's going to link this up in the show notes go download it take a look this is a piece of content it's an ebook it's about um what do we have here about 13, 13. pages yep and it worked very very well for us it cost us uh, tens of thousands of dollars probably around twenty five thousand dollars okay um, but it worked very, very well. The problem is, is that it's time consuming, as you said, difficult, costly to put something like this together, yep. right? So if you've ever tried writing great content yourself, you've probably run into an issue like this. Am I right? Mm-hmm. You have felt this before. You know it's difficult. You got to be out there selling or running the company or doing your day job. Who has time to sit around and write the content? It's not that easy. Mm-hmm. So what we found is that while the great content worked, as you said, Mackenzie, writing it, creating it takes a long time. It's difficult. It's hard to do. Okay. And so this was, this was a big problem for us. We hit a wall smack on smack head on, I guess is what I'm looking trying to say, not smack on head on. We hit this wall. And at the same time, we realized there's another problem here. And this is honestly, this is a little embarrassing again. You know, I think you know what I'm about to say. We're a technology company. We build multi-channel software, but for us to try to distribute this content was difficult, yeah. right? And and we're supposed to be the mothers or the fathers of this kind of technology, yeah. right? But it was just so much freaking work to make it happen. Yeah. It was just so hard. And so we hit this this wall and again, we were at this point of frustration. But thank God, we had this breakthrough in our thinking. And 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 that is this idea that we came to this realization that if we can leverage other people's content ethically, Using other people's content, that's what we're going to break down for you in the next couple of episodes, there is a way to use other people's content to skip all of this hard stuff, leapfrog, and get to the success that you're looking for. It's kind of like, you remember playing Monopoly as a kid? You could roll something or something, you would land on something, you could pass go and collect 200. That's what it felt like, right? And so what we did is we put together a plan where we said, all right, let's find other people's content that's working. Let's scale that up and let's start to create leads more easily and more quickly using this method and skip all of that pain and all of that suffering involved in creating our own content. Yeah, and, and the cool thing about that is once you know you get that down, once you've got this process that's automated and you're employing this weird tactic, it's it's it runs itself, basically. And yep. then you can free up your time to do other stuff like we're doing now, the podcast. Now yep. that we've employed these weird strategies, well, guess what? Sending content marketing doesn't take up my entire day or our team's entire time. Yep. And it doesn't, you know, burn us out. Yep. So now that we've got that going, we can resume the podcast again. We can do the videos again. You know, it's it really becomes a multi-channel approach where one of the channels isn't completely taking over your time and energy. Yeah. 
Yeah, so if you're like me or McKinsey and you, you want details, right, I don't do well with fuzziness, you're probably saying, well, I need to know more. Tell me more how this fits together. I want to see examples. And we're going to do that in the next couple of episodes. And as I've mentioned, we have this web class, uh, what is it, leadgenmachineforprinters.com, yep. right? But let's let's give you a little bit of an example um, and, and, and illustrate what we're talking about here. So McKinsey, I have this example here in front of me. We'll link this up in the show notes. This, Men and Women, is an article. Um, about Mercedes-Benz, and it mentions how they use personalized URLs. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why I mention that to you is because personalized URLs is something that MindFire provides, right? And so this is a piece of content that we use this technique for. In other words, we found that this particular article was already getting good engagement, getting good clicks, getting good reads. Yeah, this, again, is an article that we did not write. This is on some auto exactly. website or whatever. Somebody else's article, right? But we use this technique, which we're going to show you, we're going to talk to you about, so that we could use this content to create leads for ourselves. Is that crazy or what? Unbelievable. <laughs> and so when we discovered how to do this, you recall, I got excited, I went nuts, I started using this method, and we literally doubled our lead flow or tripled our lead flow overnight, right? Yep. So... This is this is this is a way where you know all of a sudden with one I don't want to say one stupid little article but let me say one stupid little article that we, we didn't even write that we didn't even write we were able to double our lead flow right so yeah. there there are these ways men and women of of looking at the world that can completely change your reality and so because of this I became we became obsessed with it we started testing all sorts of different ways of driving traffic to this content to generate leads for us trying to figure out how to take this idea and make the most amount of leads possible, right? Now, as we did this, we, we found that we still had this conflict of, or this nagging problem of the fact that it takes a long time to actually build a supporting campaign mm -hmm. around that content, right? So even if you have great content, and we're going to show you how to do that, we're going to talk to you about how to get that. Don't you worry. Yeah, but imagine you have that content. How are you going to drive traffic to it? It's, it's not necessarily- Who are you going to point to it? Yeah, it's, it's not necessarily easy technology doing mm -hmm. this stuff, right? So not only is it difficult sometimes to put these campaigns together, but if you have people on your team that know how to do it, you can sometimes, as the salesperson, as the marketer, as a business owner, feel like you're being held hostage by somebody with special knowledge or skills that's keeping you from moving as quickly as you need to move. Right. And as we said, you have to do this consistently across a long period of time. You know, marketing is a marathon, not a sprint. You can't just have a low month and then start marketing there. Yep. You have to consistently market to avoid those low months. And yep. so I don't know, what if that person who is running those marketing campaigns is super skilled, they know how to do it, but then they go on holiday yep. or they leave, you know, you are, you're tied to them, you're reliant on them. And so our whole thing is, Hey, let's figure out a way that we can take the knowledge out of a, a person, you know, yes. you know, you don't have to rely on someone. Right. Let's let's figure out a way in which we can build an automated process that has that knowledge already embedded in it, and let's let's use Perfect it. Perfect segue. So, using that thought process that McKenzie just articulated, we created this inside project, special code named DaVinci. Okay, and we project nicknamed it DaVinci, and we thought it was just going to be something for us internally. Right. It ended up being something that we now offer to the rest of the world. But the whole thought process was, what if we could build something, build a, build a software application that would allow us to push out in one day what used to take us six to eight weeks to do. Imagine what that could do for us. And so we invested months of programming, months of, um, of time and energy and every additional resource we could allocate in this direction to create this thing called DaVinci. And now in an hour by myself without any tech people, what used to take weeks to do, I can now do in a matter of an hour or a few hours, okay? Yep. And it's because of exactly what you stated, McKenzie, that instead of the knowledge being in the person, 
The knowledge is in the software, yep. okay? And if, if what I'm talking about sounds fuzzy or amorphous, we're going to break all this down for you. Don't worry. But this was what allowed us to transform from that point forward then, right? Being able to send out content easily and quickly, keep the lead flow consistent. And that means that all things being equal, you know, as you're doing this over the course of a few months, few quarters, your lead activity starts to accrue, your appointments start to build on one another, and you start to generate the activity that you need, right? And now, honestly, we're at a point now, and I, I still can't believe you tell me this, but you tell me we have more leads than we have salespeople to handle. Literally. Right? I mean, that is just like, as a business owner, like, what better news do you want to hear, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just like, <laughs> you know, if I, if I could, it's just, it's just incredible. So, um, but even almost better than that, if I'm honest, and it's just, it's a, it's a close second is the fact that now if I'm spending time with my friends or my family, I don't have that gnawing in my stomach. You're not awake late at night and I don't have that pressure on my shoulder. I still worry about stuff, certainly. But the idea of having to create leads and, and generate that in a predictable manner has completely been eradicated. Yeah, and something that we hear, you know, we've been working with printers since 1999. So we we know a lot of you. I, me personally, my family is a print company. My grandparents started a print company in 1997. And, and the bottom line is that you want to be generating more print sales and by the way, how are you supposed to know what marketing, you know, what best practices are? Not everyone is a marketer. You yep. know, for me, I came into a marketing role. It's taken me three to four years to learn, oh, I should send this email today. Oh, yep. I should do this. Oh, oh this is how you content market. Yep. But what we wanted to do is, hey, let's package that up in a process, in a tool, in a way that you can easily execute, easily employ it on your own businesses without being a marketing expert. That's what it's about. Yep. So to kind of put this in summary then, or put it in context, you know, that, that two year period where it started with us wandering in the desert and going through that whole thing, really shed light on how difficult this process actually is, right? It's really hard, but fortunately there is an easy way, an easier way, I should Thank say, goodness. right? But it still takes work, still takes effort, but there's a much easier way. But if you've ever struggled with applying content marketing to your business, it's likely because you ran into the same problems that we did. For yeah. example, like if you want to create this, this piece that I have here in front of me, this mm -hmm. Facebook and direct mail campaign ebook here, right? In order to do this, let's think about what you got to do. You got to come up with a concept. Right there, that disqualifies a whole bunch of people. They're like, I don't know what I should write about. Yeah. I have no idea what I should do. What should I market? What do people care about? Yeah, what should I write about? So coming up with the idea is one thing. You got to write the content or you got to pay somebody to write it. You got to pay somebody to edit it. You got to make a blog post. So somebody needs to know WordPress or write a blog post, right? Um, you got to convert it into a good looking ebook, right? Something sexy that's, that's appealing to people um, aesthetically and, and visually, right? You got to convert it into HTML if you're going to offer it on the web. You're rolling your eyes right now because you know what I'm talking about, right? You have to have somebody create the emails. You have to have somebody um, program this whole thing. You have to have people who do analytics to be able to track it, right? Yikes. It's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. But you and know, you can do it, but oh, I mean, yeah. people do it all the time, it's, but it doesn't mean it's easy. No, it doesn't mean it's the most effective hard. way to do it. Yeah. yeah. But the thing that irks me the most is that we could spend and we did spend at times, you know, like this piece here cost $25,000. And the worst thing for me isn't necessarily that it cost 25,000 is that we would spend 25,000 only to find what freaking thing didn't work. Didn't even work. Crickets. What do crickets sound like? Chirp, 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 chirp. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Nothing, right? Meaning, when we say it doesn't work, meaning we have this amazing piece of content, but we're not getting leads. Yeah, we There's think it's disconnect. amazing, right? But people aren't finding it engaging. They don't want to read it. They're not clicking on it. Or they're, they're not even reading it at all because yeah. we didn't even do anything about it. You know, yeah. it's, it's really yeah. sad. So if you've ever struggled with content marketing in the past or this kind of process, it's probably because this process took so much 
work and time for you to build out this kind of funnel. It's hard, it's expensive, and it takes forever. Um, but as I've mentioned to you, we're going to show you this easier way of doing it. Okay. So over the next three episodes, we're going to cover three things. Let me give you a preview of those three things. Number one, we're going to show you how to ethically steal content that's already been proven to work. Now I see Mackenzie raising her eyebrow over there at me. It's going to be ethical folks. Don't worry about that. That's number one. That's the first secret we're going to unlock for you. Number two, we're going to show you, tell you how to use that content to create more leads for yourself. Okay. For your print business, if you're a printer. And we're going to show you how you can do it in less time than you think um, is, is required, usually 60 minutes or less, okay? And then number three, we're going to show you how to drive more qualified traffic into your lead gen machine to create more leads for your business without having to buy new content or pay for data, okay? Or even if your house database is a mess, this process will still work. Yep. And again, of course, we are talking in the context of printers, but it really doesn't matter. It applies to any business. And if you're visual like me and you want to be able to see this, watch us walk you through it, please feel free to go over to leadgenmachineforprinters.com where we're going to be hosting a free web class. We're going to take you through it. You'll be able to see our mic across or our mouse across the screen, actually yep. do this stuff. So yep. um, please head over there. And of course, if you have any questions, if you get hung up, if you're like, hey, what about this? Reach out to us. We're yep. here as a resource. Our goal is to help. to help you. So we, we love you guys. Yeah, we love you guys. Um, email address you can email is hello at mindfireinc.com. We will link all of this information in the show notes. Um, but yeah, we are so happy to be back and we're so happy you're joining us. Totally stoked. All right, men and women, we'll see you in the next episode and uh, let's get this, uh, this series kicked off. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Pixels and Ink podcast with Mackenzie Farsheed and Dave Rosendahl. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit mindfirestudio.com slash blog. We look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, keep testing your marketing to find out what works for you and your business and get ready for your leads and revenue to grow. We'll see you in the next episode.